This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. Have we all recovered from my mamere giving Harry Styles his Grammy? Because I have not. How am I supposed to continue on with my regular work schedule when Harry Styles is my grandpa? It's rough. It's rough. I don't know if you guys know this, but we made my mamere a Instagram account and a TikTok account. It's at leader of the Harry's. It's just good content, good, wholesome, feel-good content, you know, which is what we all need. So check that out. Anywho, today I am speaking with Mark Washington. He is the founder and CEO of Supergut. And I will tell you right now, I get sent a lot of products and, you know, some are good, some are fine, some are like whatever. These products are incredible, If I have to pick favorites, I would say the chocolate shake, the vanilla shake, and the strawberry almond bar. Like the strawberry almond bar is the best bar I've ever eaten. And I'm not just talking like health bars. I'm talking literally any bar. I go on about that in this episode too. So you're probably going to be like, okay, Renee, we get it, but I'm serious. I am super interested in gut health, but It's often difficult to understand, and it's also hard to understand the importance of gut health. But I feel like this episode cleared up a lot of things that I struggled to understand, like the difference between probiotics and prebiotics and what exactly these things do in your body. And I told my mom, I was like, you have to listen to this episode. And the one major thing that I took away was that, you know, in the future, like, you know how we give blood and there's all these like markers of health that they check for regularly is like blood work and stuff like that. Soon, like in the future, be prepared people because we are going to be just giving in poop samples regularly. Like, so they can look at it as a marker of overall health because it's literally linked to everything physical health, mental health, like hormones. And oh my God, we know how much hormones affect literally everything. So, anywho, before I just keep babbling on about this, I will just let Mark explain everything to you. And I'm so happy that he was able to come on the podcast. So, without further ado, please welcome Mark Washington, the founder and CEO of Supergut, to the mom room. All right, so welcome to the mom room, Mark Washington. Today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics that the listeners know I talk about digestion all the time. So it's really nice to have someone who is an expert in the space come on and chat with me. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Renee. I look forward to it. Of course. To start, I thought you could just tell us a little bit about your background, your education, and then also why you became interested in gut health. Sure, sure, sure. So I'll go way back when to talk a little bit about the, the education. I went to Princeton you know, University for undergrad. It's interesting. Long story short, I actually, I, I played football in college and, you know, I was very fortunate that Princeton found me, right? I mean, because I grew up in Kentucky, small town. Princeton was nowhere on my radar, but, you know, they're looking for, you know, great student athletes, good in school, as well as on the football field. And I fit that profile. And so really glad that that worked out. I was an engineer undergrad and I went on kind of professional career, but I actually did go back to get my MBA at Harvard Business School after a couple of years in consulting. So went there for a couple of years in Boston before deciding to, it's time to grow up and get out in this real world. What was your experience like at Harvard? Like these are huge schools. I grew up in Northern Ontario and I remember, I don't even know where I got it, but I had a Princeton hoodie and like I would wear it all the time. And <laughs> I was like, awesome. look at me. Yeah. So at Harvard, I have a funny story about Harvard. My friend used to go there and I went to go visit her for a weekend. And this was in like 2000, it was right before Facebook became a thing. And we ended up going to a party there 
And the guys that created Facebook were at that party and I met them. And I was like, at the time, Facebook wasn't in Canada where I was. And I remember talking to them being like, you have to bring Facebook to Canada. And like, this was so long ago. And now Facebook, you know, it is what it is. But that's my Harvard story. But what was your experience in Boston? Did you enjoy it? It was a great experience. Like, I I think Boston's a great place to be in school. And so I enjoyed that. It was mostly about the environment at Harvard and in the business school and really making fantastic connections and finding your voice and figuring out what you want to do, you know, thereafter. Just some amazing people. Like, honestly, that's the thing I remember the most is just connections. And obviously, there's the network and everything about it. But for me, the biggest thing was really just connecting with some some amazing people that are trying to do amazing things in the world. And so an MBA at that time, did you have any kind of interest in gut health? Like what was your reason for getting an MBA? I'd say, first of all, that was, you know, 20 some odd years ago. Yeah. Nobody was talking about gut health. Like not right? me, not anybody. Like seriously, like this field has come a long ways in particular over the past decade. But yeah, in my, my mind, you know, I was, you know, even though I had a background in engineering, I was, you know, a problem solver. I didn't spend some time in consulting. It, it, an MBA had always been in my plans because I'd always had an aspiration to be a business leader. You know, whether it's an executive, which is kind of the first track of my career, or at some point, potentially an entrepreneur and a business owner. And I always felt like an MBA would be conducive to that, kind of help prepare me, create connections and, and so forth to be, you know, a business leader of the future. And so it had always been a part of the plan. This is well before gut health, frankly, even before I, I knew that my path was in health and wellness, broadly speaking, right? It was just, I knew business was what I wanted to do. And so that was the mindset at that point in time. Yeah, but it was shortly thereafter that I got into the health and wellness space. I was like, ah, this is my calling, right? This is this is me. These are my people. This is what I love to do is being in a space that I can help other people live healthier lives because it had always been something personal for me. Like, you know, as an athlete and I tried to eat healthy and stay fit and work out and so forth. And it was it was great to be able to combine that personal passion with a professional career. Working in at first initially in like healthy food and beverage, helping other people live healthier and then expanding into fitness and supplements and kind of all things, all things wellness. And so after you were an athlete, because I was an athlete for a long time too, and then I stopped doing the kind of organized sports. So then it kind of like you have to take it upon yourself to be physically active. And, you know, I think a lot of people maybe do athletics in university. And then once you graduate, it's easy to kind of fall off the health, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you remain active and focused on nutrition? I did. I I remained active, focused both on nutrition, I'd say overall health, both staying physically active as well as focused on nutrition as well. Like I, it it always just kind of stayed with me even after organized sports, after I hung up the cleats, so to speak. You know, I still pick up, you know, other sports. So I, you know, played a lot of basketball. Now I actually play a lot of soccer and I loved working out and staying physically fit. And I've always been mindful of diet. Like I don't follow a super regimented strict diet, but I've always been mindful, you know, try to eat healthier, all things in moderation. That's kind of been something consistent for me sort of throughout my life, even post my, you know, athletic career. Okay. And so when did the idea of gut health become a thing for you? Yeah. And so I would say it was right before starting this company, right? And so I spent my career in the space of health and wellness, as I mentioned, like food and beverage, supplements, fitness, and it has always been percolating in the background. And I had this concept, and and most of my time in my career, I've actually been called the right hand to the entrepreneur, in executive roles, helping them build their vision at scale, right? And seeing how it was done and, and very effective. And I just had this, this itch that I hadn't scratched about potentially creating a new business, right? Building on my vision, right? And doing it in a differentiated way with more of an impact orientation, more focus on efficacy and science. And, and I really do give credit to my original seed investors, so a group out of the Bay Area called the Production Board, run by Dave Friedberg, who we had been in touch over the years. And, you know, we were connected and 
essentially I had kind of shared this vision and like this this urge that I had to to build. And I, I give him a lot of credit for really opening my eyes to the depth of the science of the gut microbiome. I would say at that time I was, I, I like to say I was gut aware, right? And because, you know, I had, I had worked at, at Beachbody. So as a president COO at Beachbody, health shakes called Shakeology Fitness. We had probiotics, right, in our shake. And so I knew something about the space. I mean, it became very clear though with David, like that, that's kind of surface level. Like the true science of the gut microbiome goes so much deeper. And we know so much more now than we did five years ago, 10 years ago, just how pervasive and how much of an impact that your gut, the health of your digestive system, how much of an impact that has on just about everything in your health and in your life is connected to what's happening in your gut. And it was literally like, I, I could think of it like the matrix. Like, I can't remember if it was the red pill or the blue pill, but I took <laughs> the pill that opened my eyes. And like seeing just the depth of the research, I'd, and I'd been in this space for a long time. I'd never seen anything so profound that touched on all these different conditions and in health, including many of which that I wanted to do something about. Like I've been thinking about just how in this day and age, we're like, less healthy than we've ever been with obesity and diabetes and cholesterol and mental health. And, you know, despite all the advancements in technology and medicine, so we're like really unhealthy. And I was like, I want to do something about that. And I'd, I'd like to do it through food if possible. And I was like, this is the way, like, this is the pathway, like through this awakening, understanding the, the impact of the gut microbiome. I was like, I think we can tap into that science. We can still do it through food, but we can have a real impact on frankly, on public health. And so that's where the idea was born. That's where I really immersed myself into the science of gut health and the gut microbiome. It was called about four years ago. Some people might be listening and be like, okay, like, especially nowadays, more people talk about gut health. And it's like, I think a lot of people are gut health aware, but I don't think, even in like medicine, I don't think people connect maybe the symptoms that they're having or experiencing with gut health. So can you speak a little bit about maybe some common things that people might be experiencing that could be directly related to gut health? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it at two levels. And I completely agree with you. Gut health is becoming a thing it's getting it's you know spot in the, in the sun, but the depth of aware of real knowledge as to the importance of it, and what to do about it, it's still we're just in the early innings of that. Like many people are becoming gut aware, but not really deep into it. I think one of the main reasons is because historically, people have only thought of gut health as digestion. And obviously, that's the starting point. Like, clearly, your gut is your digestive tract, and it's how you process, break down kind of the food and the nutrients that you consume. Clearly, the first sign or the first area of impact, and, and therefore the symptoms, is about your digestion. Kind of how is it working? You know, are you constipated? Are you, like, constantly, you know, having diarrhea or other systems? Are you having, you know, digestive issues, like, IBS, bloating, and, you know, these kind of issues, or, or even like there's some chronic digestive diseases. Those are the most direct, you know, and first level of impact or first layer symptoms of, you know, a dysregulated gut, a gut that's unhealthy are digestive issues, right? And so when you do create a healthy gut, and we could talk about ways to do that, and obviously that's what we're about at Supergut, you actually bring things into balance in your digestive system. That's the first place that you see it. And so it's, it's fascinating because it's like, it's one of those things. If you are constipated, it actually helps you get more regular. If you go way too often, it actually reduces the symptoms. It literally helps bring you into balance in your digestion. It helps alleviate if you're like feeling constantly bloated and nauseated, it actually reduces those symptoms. So it's kind of like in whatever way your digestive system might be out of whack, it helps bring it into balance, right? So those are symptoms of, you know, of poor gut health is digestive. But here's the thing. The connection between the gut and the rest of your health and your body is really, really pervasive. The way that I like to think about it, so, so literally, if you're dealing with an issue in your health, the odds are that it has some connection back to what's going on in your gut, even if it's things beyond digestion. So things like if you have blood sugar that is out of balance, out of control, elevated levels, and like what's called poor insulin resistance— it's likely connected to what's happening in your gut. 
if your metabolism is out of whack, like you're constantly craving food and you can't seem to burn off those extra pounds, even when you're diet, even when you're exercising, it's likely connected to the health and the balance of your gut. If your heart health isn't operating the way that it should be, whether it's blood pressure or cholesterol, these things have connection, you know, connectivity back to what's happening in your gut. And then here's what we're learning more about. This even goes beyond just, you know, metabolic health. Even mental health has been shown to be connected. And it's actually, it's, it, a lot of people refer to it as the gut-brain axis. It's like this bi-directional connection between your health, your mental state of health, and what's happening in your gut. It's actually, it, it's been shown, like, and it's still emerging, but that there is absolutely bi-directional communication between them. So things like mood and depression energy levels, sleep quality, those all have a direct connection to what's happening in your gut. And so those are also potential symptoms that, you know, even though they're, you might not think of them as being connected, they absolutely do have a connection. And so healing your gut, getting your gut into a healthier balanced state gives you a better foundation for health to help alleviate some of those symptoms. And I didn't even get into, you know, the gut-skin axis, right? Yeah, I mean, oh so God. people, it's like this, there's this beauty from within movement, like, and people will talk about what can I ingest, what can I consume that can help me feel better, that can help me glow, that can alleviate acne, rashes, et cetera. Guess what? That's connected to your gut <laughs> as well. So it's, it's pretty pervasive. In many ways, it's, it's hard to believe, but the science is really, really profound, and it's going to continue as we continue to learn more in this space. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. 
Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Is there anything that people, if people are like, okay, how do I know? Like I have some of these symptoms, but how do I, is there a way, like, can we go to our doctor and be like, I want to check my gut health. Like, how do I know if I have, you know, proper gut health? Is there like a marker? Is there something they should be like testing? I would say it's emerging. (laughs) It's emerging. You see businesses that are coming out now that are targeting this area, like to how to provide some diagnostics, some measurements around the space of gut health. It's, It's a bit more challenging, right? It's not like weight where you can step on a scale or, you know, you could take your blood pressure or... Yeah, like we want like a number. (laughs) A number, right? And and in this day and age, right? I mean, there's more and more happening in this space of diagnostics and measurements. And so there are a number of businesses out there that are targeting gut microbiome health and diagnostics around them. You can do it at your doctor, although it's not common, but there are some of these services out there that essentially you send in fecal samples, you know, a poop test, right? And like, and they can take that and they, through DNA sequencing, they can look at the profile of what's happening in your gut, at least in terms of, you know, the composition of the good bugs that are in there, the bacteria that comprise your gut, as well as the composition of the bad bugs. And that can provide you at least some directional indication as to What's happening in your gut? And, you know, are there things that you need to do to better balance kind of the prevalence of some of the good guys that have been associated with good health outcomes and decrease the prevalence of some of the bad guys that are out there? And so there's some of these services there that are available consumer-wise and then some physicians that are more progressive, but I'd say in particular those that are focused on gut health, like gastroenterologists, et cetera, that are heading more and more in this, uh, in this direction I think five to 10 years from now, you know, my prediction is it's going to be a common thing, right? Within the medical system, let alone consumer, is just like when you go and get your checkup and they'll check all your vitals and you'll give a blood sample. I think we're going to be giving a poop sample as well. And I think we'll have more information to be able to then profile that to be able to diagnose the health of your gut as a more common thing. So it's coming. So people listening... I am going to send my poop somewhere and I will mm-hmm. give the results on the podcast because I like I want to do that. And I I see a naturopath and she helps me a lot with digestion stuff. And she had mentioned that to me before and I never really like took her up on it, but now I'm gonna do that. Gut health is, is interesting because it's one of the areas where I believe many in the naturopathic pathways and more functional medicine have been earlier adopters, right, of the importance of gut health and digestion on overall health. And I actually think that the medical community is coming along. And this is one of those, I I call it one of those rare areas where things are converging, where people are seeing, you know, yes, this is really important. Whether you're approaching it from a natural path, functional medicine, or whether you're approaching it from a traditional medicine standpoint, People are converging around this fact that gut health really, really is important, which is nice to see versus many times those pathways go in different directions, like doctors or medicine, like, you know, inject this versus, you know. So, but this is one of those where it can actually come together, I believe, is, is the topic of gut health. I really hope that it does because in my mind, so my husband's a surgeon, so he's very like medical. By the book, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oriented. And I always think about how like, Traditional medicine is not necessarily set up to be preventative. It's like you walk in to see your doctor with a problem. They are going to fix it and send you out the door. Like that's their job. So I think a lot of times when it comes to like preventative stuff or more natural, holistic, like you said, functional medicine, it's kind of on us to do it ourselves and to, do you know what I mean? And so I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah, I hope that like, we can see more like overlap between natural and like traditional medicine and yeah, take a look at like the whole person and be preventative. And, but yeah, we're slowly. Yeah. Completely. Uh, this is something I, I'm, I'm really, really passionate about. Like I said, I obviously understand and appreciate the value of medicine and of the healthcare system. And it's very important for treatment of diseases. It serves a, a really, really important purpose. So I'm not, anti-medicine, but I'm just really pro like nutrition. I'm really pro-natural and I'm pro-prevention, right? And so the the good thing is when done really well with 
positive, healthy habits and the particular things that you can do to, you know, keep your gut healthy, it actually is addressing the root cause, right? As opposed to the symptoms, which, you know, it's the problem, right? With many things in the treatment area, you're already kind of past the point of, you know, resolution and you're treating the symptoms. And frankly, you're treating the symptoms for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It's like putting a Band-Aid on. Absolutely. And you need to replace the Band-Aid continuously, right? Versus let's go in a more preventative way and address the root cause of what's happening, right? To bring your body, to bring your health and your life into balance. And that actually is something that you can do naturally, right? When the body's an amazingly powerful thing (laughs) and it's incredibly complex and we're always figuring things out about it. But the one thing that we do know is the gut is a pathway in this, plays a key role in this equation. Frankly, it can help those who are diseased, right? And are treating a disease, but it is also really, really important from a prevention standpoint. And obviously this is the role that we are trying to play to move things in this direction, that connection between food and medicine. And that's why, you know, we, we, we call this food as medicine. Like that's one of the places we aspire to be a leader is super good is this food as medicine type pathway. Yeah. And if you're living a life where you're constantly just putting band-aids on things, you also have to think about the quality of life. You know, you're not living to your like full potential in the way that you feel and your health. So let's get into how people can improve their gut health, obviously. And I just have to say the strawberry almond bar is, I think, one of the best tasting bars I have ever had in my life. Like regardless of it being like a health bar or like a chocolate bar, like that was delicious. (laughs) Uh, That is literally music to my ears. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. So good. I was like, this is impossible. How is this so good? Like, I was raving about it to my husband. Thank you so much for pointing that out. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, everybody go order the strawberry almond bars and also the shakes, like the chocolate and the vanilla. I just, like, whip them up, drink it on my way to Pilates. I love it. So let's talk about gut health the products. Also, I wanted to ask you about the, which I'm sure nobody has heard of, the resistant starch. Starch. Uh Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So at the highest level, so super gut, what we're doing is we are a gut health superfood business, right? And I described this as food as medicine. So one of the things that I was was really important to me in starting this company was creating functional food products that actually work. Like, not just better for you. There's a lot of great products that are, you know, incrementally beneficial to you and to your health. I want to create something that could truly functionally have a significant positive impact on your health and your well-being, right? And so that was the foundation, and gut health is the pathway that we're doing that. And so these products fundamentally work at a real basis in science, like clinical evidence, similar to the way that people prove out you know, through research and clinical studies, like how therapeutics and drugs work, we're applying a similar mentality, but putting it into food, right? You know, looking at clinical evidence, kind of what are the different ways that you can effectively work with and balance your gut that can not just provide better digestion, but can actually show up and improve your overall metabolic health and well-being. And we've identified the specific class of nutrients. We use prebiotic fibers. So you hear a lot of people and talk about gut health. Well, most people go towards probiotics. And so the difference is probiotics are essentially supposed to be live bacteria that you're trying to add to the billions of live bacteria that already exist. So you're trying to add to that population. There's some some that are effective, many of which are not all that effective, right? You really have to do your research in terms of which probiotic is going to be beneficial. We're on the other side of it, though. We We focus on prebiotics. And what prebiotics are is the food for the good bugs in your gut, right? And so think about the fact that you have literally trillions of bacteria that reside in your gut already, that are inherent, that are within you. They need, in order to thrive and survive and to help the the good bugs proliferate and for the the, the bad bugs to, to recede, they need to be fed, right? And they need to be nourished. And so you think about it, when you're eating food, you're not just feeding yourself and your body, you're literally feeding those trillions of bugs that are in your gut. 
This is like a funny thing to like visualize. I'm like, there's like a little like village of bacteria in my. <laughs> Absolutely. We've actually done like cartoon animations on our yeah. site before to kind of depict this, to, to make it clear. Like, you know, you need to, if you're, you need to feed the good bugs. It's, it's that plain and simple. And so we found a unique class of these prebiotic fibers, which is called resistant starch. This is naturally available. Like these are plant foods from starchy plant foods. The problem is they're really, really hard to find and get in your normal diet, right? I mean, our food system is messed up. Like we eat so many ultra processed foods, fast foods, like high carb sugar, you know, those are the things that are really, really detrimental to gut health. So it's really hard to eat a diet that is really fiber-rich in prebiotic fibers, and in particular, this powerful class of prebiotic fiber called resistant starch. So that, we honed in on this. We created our own proprietary blend. We found different types of prebiotic fibers that work really well with resistant starch, and it's our own, now it's our own patented blend. And now we're like, how do we get this into people's diets? Because this is the key, you know, for gut health and overall health. And so we formulated into delicious food products. So we created a shake and we created a bar. And now we actually offer our own prebiotic, you know, resistant starch fiber blend as a standalone powder that you can just add to anything. You can stir it in the coffee or oatmeal or make your own smoothie or what have you. And, and so the overall concept is in order to make this, it has to, one, it has to work. And we know this works, not just based on the existing clinical evidence. We actually have done our own Gold I saw standard it. Clinical I pulled study. it up. I'm like a I'm a research nerd, so I, I pulled awesome. up the study. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's really, really rare for a commercially available consumer product to go through that. But it was really important to us to really prove how functional that this is. So it fundamentally works. But that to me it wasn't good enough. Like I think the the point of impact is is both function, but it's also form, right? To to especially if you're in food, people need to actually enjoy it if they're going to take it again and again and again. Because the unfortunate truth is there's no such thing as a magic pill. There's no pill that's going to cure you overnight. Frankly, there's no food. There's no medicine that just cures you overnight, right? I mean, it actually takes habit, like a consistent, healthy habit. And so in order to achieve that, I'm a firm belief, you have to create products that are accessible, that are easy. And frankly, I even say like craveable, right? mm-hmm. enjoyable, things that you would eat even if they weren't fundamentally good exactly. food. That's kind of the bar that, that we set. And I, I believe we've hit with our shakes and our, and our bars and our mix. And so the combination of those two, I think, is the point of impact. And unfortunately, we do see people that have similar experience as yourself is like they're shocked that these products are actually functional, that they're actually really good for your health because they actually enjoy them. And so I was like, yes, that's, that's, that's the money shot. That's where we aspire to be. And that's, that's going to give us a chance of having a real impact on, on people's health and well-being and frankly, hopefully public health at, at large. So where can people order them? Is it just through the website right now? Yeah, yeah. Right now, we're 100% direct to consumer through our website, supergut.com. And that's obviously where you can go to, to check out and, and, and buy our products. But in addition, we also provide a lot of content around this topic, like similar to this conversation, like to help people you know, become not just gut aware, but actually informed. And right. And so we actually, on our site, we provide a fair amount of educational content around gut health and how does it work and how is gut health connected to metabolic health. And, you know, we talk about our research. We have a blog as well where we go deep into resistant starch and the fact that, you know, what happens when the good bugs eat resistant starch? Well, they produce these things called short-chain fatty acids, and those short-chain fatty acids, then they connect with other mechanisms. Like, so if you really want to go deep in the research and double-click, you know, our our website's a great treasure trove of of information for, for that as well. I'm curious about your diet. Like, So people listening, let's say they're like, okay, I want to start making some changes to improve my gut health. Like what are things that we should be eating more of, eating less of? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that I will say, which is obvious, is you need to have a fiber rich diet to to have good gut health, regardless of what else you're doing in your life. Like that's, again, this fiber, this prebiotic fiber is the food for the good bugs in your gut. You can get fiber, right, through plant foods, through beans, legumes, through, you know, phytonutrient-rich, you know, veggies, fruit. 
especially the skins, right? I mean, things that you can take that are fiber rich is all beneficial. So all fiber is good. And here's the reality. None of us get enough fiber in our diet. It's literally the stats say 5% of adults in the U.S. get the minimum recommended daily amount of fiber in your diet. So so none of us do. Do you know off the top of your head what the amount is that we're uh, like approximately supposed to get? Yeah, approximately it's about 30 grams a day. The average adult gets about 15. So it's a huge, it's called the fiber gap, right? And this is huge. And we've heard about fiber for years and years and years. I think only recently have we understand just how important it is. It's not just about digestion, right? It's always been known fiber is good for digestion. Now we know with the subject of gut health, it's actually important for overall, for total health. And so that's the absolute fundamental biggest thing that you can do for a healthy, balanced gut is by having a fiber-rich diet. Again, whole plant foods is a great way to do it. We provide, since it's hard to do through just that, that's, you know, where super gut comes in to really augment and supplement, you know, the, the amount of fiber that you're getting in your diet. So, for instance, one shake has 20 grams of fiber. Like, so that's like, amazing. Close to that gap right there. A bar has 10 grams, right? And so we provide really concentrated ways to, to fill that fiber gap in your diet. And honestly, you would never know. Like, those shakes are delicious. Like, you would never know, like, oh, I'm drinking fiber, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We, like, it, it was, the, it was the, the mandate, you know, when creating this was that, like literally make it to be the best tasting shake on the market, kind of regardless, without sugar, with tons of fiber, et cetera. And so that's where we, where we were. So, but there's other things, right? In addition to fiber that, that are, are good for a healthy gut. So secondly, I would say is fermented foods. And so there's actually been pretty solid research around, generally speaking, a gut that is healthy and balanced is diverse, meaning it has a range of you know, beneficial good bugs that are present and thriving in your gut. And one of the ways to create a diverse and healthy colonies of good bugs is by eating fermented foods like your kimchi or pickled vegetables or what have you. They've actually been shown to have positive outcomes in creating a diverse environment for your gut. You still have to feed the, the good bugs the fiber, but to actually grow those populations or add to the populations, I would say fermented foods is, is a secondary thing. Is kombucha fermented? It is. Okay, so let's talk kombucha for a second. So kombucha is directionally beneficial. I would say the science is still, it needs to come a ways though, in terms of showing like how much functional benefit that you're actually having when you're consuming kombucha. It can be good, right? I mean, so the good kombucha does have live cultures of good beneficial bacteria that you can add to your population. Now, one of the the downsides associated with kombucha is most kombuchas out there are pretty high in sugar content as well. So it's something to watch out for with kombucha, because even if it's working and providing positive beneficial bugs, one of the things that feeds the undesirable bugs in your gut is sugar. <laughs> and so it is kind of, in some ways, like my belief and what I've seen, the research is that you can actually counteract some of the benefits by the fact that you're, you're feeding both the good bugs and the bad bugs. And so I think that's why some of the science is pretty inconclusive in terms of how much health benefit kombucha is really providing at the end of the day. Better than soda, right? I, mean, that, just to be I was clear, just going to say better that. Better than soda, <laughs> better for you. But in terms of truly functional benefit, I'd say it's 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 limited evidence. Right. I, I love benefit. this idea of like there's two teams in your stomach, okay? There's the good guys and the bad guys. The good guys like certain things. We want to feed the good guys. The bad guys like certain things. Let's not feed the bad guys. Exactly. This is perfect. And here's the thing that makes it that makes it simple. If you want to know, we've talked about what feeds the good guys. It's primarily fiber. The things that feed the bad guys are the things that are you already know are bad for you, right? I mean, so it's sugar. It's like ultra refined and processed, like high starch. Like it is, you know, fast food. It's the things that are bad for your overall health. Guess what? Those are the things that the bad bugs in your gut love to, you know, that feeds them and grows their population. And that ends up, you know, digestive issues, metabolic health issues, et cetera. So it's like... It's, it's just back to the good old practical advice, right? I mean, you know, eat, you know, be smart about how much you eat, you know, eat more plant foods if you can, you know, have a balanced diet, eat lots of fiber and avoid junk food. Guess what? That's not just good for you overall. It's good for your gut. What about caffeine? 
Like coffee. Yeah, caffeine, I think, I'm, I'm not super certain. I don't think it has detrimental effects up to certain levels on your gut. I don't think it has beneficial effects on your gut, but it also is not bad for you per se. Obviously, it's all within limitations as to how much of it you should get, but it's not really a significant factor, you know, impacting your gut health, to my, to my knowledge. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. And so with the fiber, just for people listening, if they're like, okay, I'm going to like go all in on the fiber, it's important <laughs> to drink a ton of water, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for, for bringing that up. I'd say two things to keep in mind when you start a fiber diet. Because remember the stats that I said before, none of us get enough fiber in your diet. Like our ancestors used to eat 40, 50, 100 grams of fiber a day, right? Just through the natural diet you know, before westernized, you know, fast Process, food, ultra processed, yeah. et cetera. So you, but you can't go from zero to 100 miles per hour overnight. So two things to keep in mind. I'd say the first thing is ease into it. So what, what happens is if you try to go from not eating a fiber-rich diet at all to getting all the way to your recommended dosage, 30 grams, 40 grams a day, you will have digestive discomfort, right? It could turn your stomach into knots because you're not used to it. You're, you, know, you have been starving the good bugs and feeding the bad bugs for so long by just this you know, overload all of a sudden will absolutely disorient your gut. And that actually could leave you bloating or constipated or, you know, staying close to the bathroom, like not feeling very comfortable if you try to dive right in all the way there. So the advice is to ease in, like when you're trying to incorporate more fiber into your diet, ease into it. Like, you know, take steps, right, to get up to that level. The good thing is the body adjusts, right? And, you know, so as you feed the good bugs in your gut, they actually grow and proliferate over time. And that actually improves your ability to process fiber. We actually, given the amount of fiber we have in our products, we actually are very clear with people. We say, listen, as you're getting started, be smart about gently easing this goodness to your gut. And so for us, that's like when you have a shake, Start with a half shake, at least for the first few days. Listen to your body. If you're feeling good, then you graduate up, right, to a a whole shake after a few days, after potentially even a few weeks, depending on your system. Just ease into it. You can build that tolerance over time, but, you know, be careful about jumping right into it. The second thing is water. Like, you know, so as you're consuming water, it just helps. Well, one, water's just, you know, it's your lifeblood, right? I mean, so you should be drinking more water anyways. But especially when you're having more fiber, it absolutely helps from a digestive standpoint to keep things moving. And so when you do, you know, have a higher fiber diet, kind of upping your water intake is absolutely beneficial for you and can help with your your on-ramp of adding more fiber into your diet. Because there's lots of parents 
listening, moms especially, do you have any advice for how to give your children better gut health? Like what are some things that we should be maybe increasing with regard to like when we're giving them snacks or, you know, what to look out for and what to try and do with our kids? Yeah. So a couple of thoughts there. One is at the very outset, one of the really fascinating areas of gut health is around childbirth. And you know that you actually are formulating your child's gut health from the very inception of birth. (laughs) And so the process literally is, so that's the first thing that you can do is create a healthy foundation, right? Especially when you're approaching and entering pregnancy and during childbirth is taking care of yourself and your gut is actually passing on a healthy gut to your child. And, you know, there's studies out there as well about, about breast milk and the fact that it is unbelievably impactful on overall health and actually in the gut health of your child, of your baby. And so there's a lot of benefits and both naturally as well as there's businesses out there that are trying to recreate the beneficial properties and in particular the fibers that are associated, that are in the milk oligosaccharides that are in breast milk to make sure that your baby, your infant are getting the, the, the nutrients that they need for, for a healthy gut. And then once, you know, they get older, it's actually, it's a lot of the same type of advice we give for adults like you would give for kids as well. The main thing is how do you get fibrous plant foods into their diet. And so looking out for things that can add to that. So it, it is it does come back to some veggies. It does come back to, to fruits as well, especially if you, you know, eating fruit and providing the skin along with it. And so not just the slices, but actually the skin is where a lot of the goodness and the nutrients and the fiber comes in. And so those type of things are obviously good for good for kids. Yogurt has been shown, some types of yogurt have been shown to be beneficial as well when they do have live pro probiotic cultures. Not all of them, but some of them do have some positive benefits on on gut health. I would say one other thing is this is also why we created this, this fiber mix powder as well, is to make it easy and versatile to get this fiber into different food formats in a ways that's hardly noticeable. And so it actually can work for kids as well. And so one of the main ways that people use our fiber mix is oatmeal. And a lot of kids love oatmeal. You can't even notice it, right? If so you pour, you add some the fiber mix into oatmeal, stir it in, that's a fantastic way to get fiber into your diet, which works well for not just adults, but for kids as well. So that's just another tip. Are there any products that you guys are working on or like thinking about for the future? Uh, yes, there are. It's a but it's a I secret. Told you I'd have to keep, it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got some amazing stuff in the works. I'd say the first thing I can say is like we know that the products that we have that we're onto something. So we went, we started out with our shakes and we launched bars and our fiber mix. I'd, I'd say about seven months ago. And now it's like a new customer coming in is as equally likely to buy shakes as they are bars, as they are our our fiber mix. And so we know we're onto something with these products. People really love them. They're seeing great results. And so they have a lot of room to grow. And we're looking first at ways that we can continue to expand, make them even better, flavor extensions, et cetera. So I'd say that's the first thing that I can speak to is just continued iterations to build out these existing products. The one thing I'll give you as a hint for the future is we know that the the technology that we're on, this resistant starch fiber blend that we created and patented is very, very versatile. And so it absolutely can be applied into different food products. It's, it's just, you know, for instance, it's just like, you know, our fiber mix, the fact that people are using it in all these different products. It is the possibility or potential that we could create those products. And so it's already ready-made with the fiber already included. And so that just gives you a sense of, you know, the breadth of the potential of what we can create. So stuff, some of the stuff which is in the works in our, in our lab. Do some people put the fiber blend in baking? That's a great question. Yes, they do. Oh, um, okay. And here's the thing. It works. Going back to the clinical foundation of the company. So obviously, we did our clinical study. That was based on the shakes that showed great impact on metabolic health, digestive health, overall wellness. We test all of our products, though. And so with our fiber mix, we actually did a pilot study. This was with healthy individuals wearing continuous glucose monitors, right, to actually track and measure how is this impacting your health. And so we did like a week of high glycemic breakfast foods without anything added to them. And then the next week, we did those same high glycemic breakfast foods 
adding the fiber mix into it. And we saw on average about a 25 to 30% lower blood sugar levels when you add in the fiber mix because it really just helps slow down the absorption of, you know, some of these, some of the carbs, right, into your body, into your bloodstream and helps avoid blood sugar spikes and crashes, et cetera. And now back to your question, one of the applications that we use was baking. We actually looked at baking a biscuit, or a delicious yummy biscuit and jam and juice, and we looked at what our blood sugar looked like without it. And then we did the exact same biscuit recipe, but just added the fiber mix into it the next week. And I think it was like 25% lower blood sugar in a baked application. It actually, it, it, it actually create our, the blend that we've created is pretty heat resistant. And so we've actually seen it work quite well in baking applications. And again, like in the right recipe and the right amount, you can really hardly even notice that it's, that it's in there. So, so yeah, people are using it like pancakes, biscuits. You know, some people have done bread. People have done crackers. Yeah, it, it absolutely can be used in, in baking applications. Every Sunday, we make homemade waffles in a waffle maker for Milo, my son. He's four. And we make a bunch on Sunday. I shouldn't say we. My husband makes them. And then we freeze them. And then throughout the week, we'll put them in the toaster. And it's just like easy That's homemade awesome. waffles. Love that. I'm going to add this stuff to the waffles. It, it, and that's the great thing is not only can when you you know, with our products and fiber in general, clearly it can be functional. It can actually be transformative when you're being very clean and healthy. But here's the other side of it is, like, everybody likes to indulge and have a delicious waffle or, you know, pancakes and so forth. It actually can help make some of those foods more accessible, even when you're indulging. So it, it, it makes it so that you don't have to feel as guilty when you're having something that's a bit, you know, sweeter or higher carb or what have you, when you do have, we call it, you know, it's a little bit of cheating, right? I mean, to be able to, <laughs> to, have, those, to have those less healthy, but really tasty foods, but just not do as much damage to your, to your health. So yeah, give it a try. I saw the graphs on the website with the blood sugar spike. So if you guys are listening and you want to go check it out, it's kind of cool to see what the fiber actually does. Well, this was a great conversation. I love this. Can you tell people again where they can find the products and when can we expect new products and can I be a taste <laughs> tester? <laughs> So the, the place to find out is, is our website. It's supergut.com. And yeah, come come check us out. And yeah, no, we'll see. Uh, again, I can't speak to the specific timing of, of new products, but stay stay on the lookout. Stay on the lookout for some exciting stuff to come. I mean, I'd say, uh, fortunately, you and I think most of the customers that have tried really love the products that we already have out there. So yeah, I would encourage your listeners to give it a try. For sure. Well, thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you virtually. And thanks for explaining all this stuff to us. I think I've talked to many people about gut health, even just like a simple question of like, what's the difference between probiotics and prebiotics? And like, I've never really understood until you explained it today. So that was super helpful. I've done my job then. Yeah. If you get that, then I've done my job, right? For so sure. no, that's, that's good. I really, really enjoyed the chat as well, Renee. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. All right. Bye now.